Hey, y'all, and welcome to the Keeping It Center podcast. I'm your host, Jaquetta Gilbert. This is a space for women who want help keeping God at the center of their marriage, their role as a mom, and while using their gifts to make a difference in the lives of others. This is for real women with real issues serving a real God who holds us in the palm of his hand. So if you're ready to take off the facade, woman up to your imperfections, and invite our Father in every part of your beautiful mess, girlfriend, you're in the right place. Hey, 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 y'all. You know I could not pass up the opportunity to chat and hang out with you guys one last time in 2020 before we ring in a new year. I know it's been a while. We know that the podcast is on hiatus right now. We do two seasons a year. If this is your first time listening, um, we do two seasons per year, one in the beginning part and then one closer to the fall kind of time. And so um, we'll be starting back with season five in the spring of 2021. Right now, I am working on getting some new podcast guests. I'm super excited. If you have any suggestions, feel free to let me know. Um, you can uh, send me a message at keepingitcentered at gmail.com, or you can have or head over to our site at keepingitcentered.com. And um, there is a request a guest or recommendation recommend a guest link and you can let me know over there. Um, but I know 2020 has been a very interesting year to say the least. Uh, you know, some people are hurting, um, confused and uh, just filled with a lot of grief. And then you have people on the other end of the spectrum where, you know, they're happy, they're ecstatic, they're just super pumped about awesome things that have happened in this year. And I know that's true of any year, but especially this year, um, we've just had a lot going on, you know, a lot going on. And, um, you know, we've had unexpected deaths, definitely, you know, within maybe some of our personal circles, um, family, friends. Um, I mean, we've had unexpected celebrity deaths as well that I know, and I know how some people are, you know, they're like, girl, you don't know them. They don't know you. But I mean, you know, we can't deny that there's this level of influence that celebrities have on us. Um, sometimes they inspire us to, um, you know, do things that we may not have otherwise done and kind of been too afraid to do. Um, so, you know, when you have people like Kobe Bryant, Chadwick Boseman, and, and a lot of others who pass on, um, and, and for us, it just seemed very unexpectedly, that can really hurt. That can really put a downer on us. Um, and it can feel as if, you know, some dreams may have died, some things inside of you, some life within, within us um, may have died a bit. And, um, you know, if that's true for you, just know that we're praying for you and with you, that God will heal you and restore you and give you the strength that you need to continue on and finish the work that he's designed for you to fulfill on this side of life. Um you know, this year has been filled with um, a lot of un unexpected things, um, you know, even COVID. Um, I know it, it started popping up actually in 2019, but it really didn't hit over here in the States until, um, well, 
I can't say it didn't hit. I will say it didn't become a big enough deal <laughs> to a lot of us until around like March 14-ish, 15-ish. Um, you know, I had just finished being a chaperone on my youngest daughter's field trip to the zoo and we hugged her kindergarten teacher and we're like hey you know we'll see you on monday and lo and behold that sunday we get an announcement that there's not going to be any more school um, in terms of coming to the actual facility and so that was a super unexpected big change for my family and i'm sure for a lot of you moms listening um and you know it just it it was different. It was really, really different. Um, so much changed in that time. Um, you know, we had a lot this year that um, bubbled up in terms of the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and I know, you know, everybody feels how they want to feel about it. But I mean, we cannot deny, um, you know, just seeing and I think things were different this time because just seeing video footage versus hearing about things that have happened to African-Americans and our other um, minority brothers and sisters in the past, just hearing about it and reading about it in history books or lack thereof um, is one thing. But to actually live in a day and age where technology is just so accessible and to see George Floyd pass away in the manner that he did. I mean, you cannot deny how shocking that is. Um, you know, you, you've had a lot of cases like Breonna Taylor is still ongoing and so many others that don't make the main news cycle. Um, you know, I was just reading the other day about someone else um, that had an unfortunate encounter with the cops and, you know, was the wrong person. And, you know, so things like that are still happening, whether or not the news cycle is reporting them in mass. Um, and this is affecting so many people um, in a lot of different ways. And um, it just came to a really, really big head this year. And, and so we had, you know, a lot of response about it, a lot of outbursts, a lot of, um, you know, just conversations being started. And I know it's such a horrific thing. Um, I'm a minority myself, if you didn't know. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and, and I just don't have, you know, African-American roots. I have other roots as well, but, um, you know, it's, it's just a hard, uh, a hard part of our life, a hard part of our history, not just in the United States. I mean, this, this is something that affects everyone globally, as we saw, um, you know, we started seeing about, outrageous things that have been happening in Canada and, you know, other parts of the, in Europe and um, other various parts of the world where other black and brown people, you know, felt empowered to speak about the injustices that they were and still are experiencing in their hometowns and abroad. Um, and it just grieves my heart more and more, especially as a believer, um, you know, just it's just hard. It's really hard. And it's unfortunately not something new because when we read the Bible, we can see tons of evidence of the same kind of things happening back then in, in biblical time. Uh, and unfortunately, it's not something that has stopped. Um, and even though it may never get right completely on this side of life, I just don't feel as if it's something we should stop trying to um, to solve. Um, I just don't feel like it's one of those things where we're like, oh, well, you know, people are evil and 
it's nothing we can do about it. Um, I just don't believe that. Um, you know, I believe God put us all here to, you know, if we see injustice happening, I mean, I just feel like it's our job to, to stand up for it. Uh, or not stand up for the injustice, but to stand up um, in God's truth. Um, and I know that's kind of where a lot of us differ. You know, some people, you know, prefer to do this or that and condemn this and that. And, you know, and that's a whole different conversation. And, um, you know, I just feel like we just need to take it back to the word. <laughs> take it back to Jesus. Uh, take it back to God. You know, that's what this whole ministry is about. Keeping it centered, keeping our hearts and our minds centered on God. Um because when we try to get in our feelings, our feelings can mess us up. <laughs> our feelings really can mess us up. That's what Pastor Malcolm told us in um, season two, um, episode one, um, you know, just talking about racial reconciliation, things of that nature and, and how, you know, a lot of times our feelings really can just mess us up. And, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's just been so much going on this year. But what I, what I believe um, is that, you know, who we are under pressure reveals who we really are. I'll say that again. Who we really are under pressure reveals who we really are. And, um, you know, in Exodus 32, you know, you had the golden calf scene. Moses is up on the mountain chatting with God, you know, getting some instruction and bring back down to the people. And, you know, they're down there, you know, like we would say, acting a fool, just being ridiculous, just, you know, partying it up. Aaron is down there. He's supposed to be the high priest and everything, keeping everything under control. And these people are out here melting gold and making a golden calf as if they don't, you know, remember who God Almighty is, who brought them out of Egypt, who parted the Red Sea. Like, you know what I'm saying? So they're down there just acting all out of sorts and stuff. And you know, God's like, all right, Moses, it's time for you to get back down there. These people are acting ridiculous. Like, I'm ready to smoke all of them. Like, it's over. It's done. I can't believe this. What are they doing? Like, I'm just going to take care of this. We're going to get rid of all of them since they don't know how to act. And I'm going to make a great nation out of you. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, God was just angry. You know, he was furious. He was frustrated. And so that just kind of lets me know that when we get frustrated and angry, you know, God can empathize with us. He can identify with us. We're we're really not alone. He understands that. He understands our pain. But Moses reminded God of his promise that, you know, all right, Lord, I know you feel in that way, but that's not what your original promise was. The promise wasn't to do it through me, you know, to make this great nation through me. Like you've already made the preparations for it, you know, be, you know, just continue to be a man of your word. Like this is going to speak more volumes to the world for you to continue on the path that you already had predestined. And so I, I take that as an encouragement. And um, also a reminder that we shouldn't let the emotions that we have been feeling from 2020 to overtake us in such a manner that we just throw away everything that um, God's put in us to do. Um, you know, there is still good in the midst of the desert. There is still good in the midst of the wilderness. There is still good in the midst of the grief. Um, you know, my focus first, and I know a lot of people right now are talking about what's your word of the year and, you know, what's your 
all that kind of stuff for the upcoming year. Honestly, I never remember what my word of the year is. Like, I know I've picked different words, but the words never really like stick with me. <laughs> Instead, I have a focus verse, a Bible verse. Um, and so my Bible verse for this year was Philippians 4 and 8. And I chose that because I knew even before Corona was a thing like that over here in the States, like I knew just because of issues in my own life and things that I've been trying to work on that I am a person where I need to remember to keep my thoughts um, on God. Again, that's that's what this whole Keeping It Centered ministry is about, keeping everything centered on God. Um, I didn't want to focus on my problems. I didn't want to focus on, and, and it's not to say, again, that, you know, problems don't happen, that our feelings aren't real, that they're not important or anything like that at all. It's just saying that we can acknowledge those things. However, take it back to the word, right? And to think about those things that are good, that are true, that are lovely, that are pure, that are excellent, that, you know what I mean? Like keep our minds in those areas. And at first when I heard that scripture, I'm like, I mean, but Lord, like, you don't know how they got me feeling. Like these people get on my nerves, like these kids, they just drive me up the wall. Like, you know, my husband, I love him, but right now, oof, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's, I had a really hard time with that verse at first, but I've been learning over the course of this year that just because I'm choosing to focus on those good things doesn't mean that I don't acknowledge the emotions that come along with what is happening in my life, with the reality of what is happening in my life at all. It doesn't mean that. It just means I'm choosing to put my faith and my trust into the one who can best handle it. And that's, that's my daddy. (laughs) That's my father, you know? And so I would encourage all of us to do the same as we're going into this new year. Um, and already have my verse for the new year. Um, super excited about it. Um, it's be still and know that I am God. And, um, you know, I'll talk about that later. I could like talk about it for days, <laughs> but that's, that's the verse that I'm going to carry with me in the new year. So I would love to know what verse you've picked out. Do you even pick out a verse? You know, um, let us know. You can always um, respond on Instagram because, you know, I always put a snippet of this on Instagram so you can let us know over there or you can just email me. That's cool, too. Um, I love hearing from you guys. Never want to feel like I'm just talking to myself. (laughs) So let me know. Keep the conversation going. Um, But, you know, in in the midst of those emotions and stuff, in the midst of all the changes and things, as I'm keeping my my mind on God, something else that um, I've learned in this year is that there are times God wants us to pivot or to adapt. You know, there are things happening outside of our control. Like we, this whole COVID thing happening there, that wasn't something that we could, you know, stop from happening. Yes, we can slow it down with vaccines and, and hand washing and social distancing and all that kind of thing. But what I'm saying is like, you can't stop the bad things from happening. Um, you can't stop those things, but we can choose how we're going to respond, right? You know, um, this has obviously hurt a lot of people in terms of, you know, our jobs. There are countless people who have lost jobs and are still unemployed. You know what I'm saying? Um, Yes, the government did send out, and if you're in the States, (laughs) 
um because i know we've got people um over across the seas listening to this as well but you know if you're in the states you know we did receive the 1200 some of us anyway received the 1200 um stimulus check earlier this year um right now things are still kind of in limbo just you know um but i know a lot of people have been really hurt in terms of their finances in terms of their their job and job security and things of that nature and so you know we just have to ask god you know what what is my next step what's my next as emily p freeman would say (laughs) what's the next right thing i love her by the way if you don't know emily p freeman she's amazing writer and fellow podcaster check her out Uh, but what is my next right thing what is my next right step do I need to pivot? Do How am I going to adapt to this? Because obviously, you know, if I could snap my fingers, it would be how it was, you know what I'm saying? Like in a, in a better financial state for everybody. Um, but we have to learn how to pivot. We have to learn how to adapt and we need God's, um, God's help through all of that, you know? Um, and there's beauty in being able to pivot and to adapt. I mean, um, you think about companies like Blockbuster, you know, when Netflix approached them about joining forces or being bought out by them, you know, Blockbuster laughed and was like, nah, uh, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't receive it. <laughs> you know, like they're like, nah, Netflix, y'all think y'all onto something, but I mean, we've been here, we're an established business. Y'all just got here like, nah, we good. And then lo and behold, we have... I think um, I read an article um, in Inc. where it's like there's one blockbuster left (laughs) and it's like in Utah or Oregon or something like that. Um, And they're open just for nostalgic reasons. (laughs) They're not like part of, you know, anyways, I I can put a link to the article in the show notes if you guys want to check that out. But all of that to say, like Blockbuster is not here, but Netflix is. Why? Because they chose to pivot. You know, they started out as this company, you know, mailing you DVDs and you would return it. And now look where they are. You know, so they just had to learn how to pivot, how to adapt, how to change with the time. Um, Things are always changing. Our God will never change. Our God will never fail. So he's going to be with us through all these changes. We just need to ask him, how how can we adapt during this time? Um, Because I know the vaccine and different things are out, but still we've got a ways to go. So how, God, can we adapt? How can we pivot during this time? What is it that you have for us? We don't want to be a blockbuster, (laughs) you know, like help us help us to pivot and to adapt well. And, um, you know, that's especially important, I feel like, for my moms. You know, I've got three girls. I'm married, been married 15 years. I'm also an educator. Um, and so I've just had to pivot a lot myself during this time with remote learning. You know, all of my kids are still home and just trying to figure out how to do my actual job. I get paid to do every day on top of being present for my family and, and making dinner and laundry and you know, all the things. And then we moved. <laughs> on top of all this um to a new home and um i mean it's just a lot i've been having to do this a lot and so if you've been there you've been struggling to pivot to adapt just know you're not alone know that you definitely have other women other moms and wives who are still working a nine to five uh we get you we feel you you know what i'm saying um I mean, even our churches have had to adapt. You know, a lot of people are doing things online. Um, I know our children's ministry is just amazing um, at our church, you know, just ways that they're still 
making those at home feel included um, and still getting Jesus because <laughs> we all need more Jesus. I know I do. And um, I mean, you know, some of us have even had to pivot this year in terms of travel and do like a Zoom skiving or, you know, Zoom Christmas or whatever. Um, so just don't be afraid of the pivot. Don't be afraid of the of the need to adapt. Um, and I'll be praying with you that God will continue to show you how to do that best in your family. Um, you know, <laughs> another great example of someone that had to pivot and and. I just had to bring it up because my husband loves comedy. I, you know, I mean, I, I love to laugh. I'm a belly laugher. Like I have apparently what some people call an infectious laugh. When I laugh, it makes them laugh. I never thought of that. But anywho, um, a comedian that I do like to listen to is Kev on stage. Um, I love listening to him and his wife when they're love our podcast as well. Um, and, um, you know, he... And his wife, obviously, he, as a comedian, couldn't travel and tour this year. And they had big plans lined up, you know. And so instead of saying, well, guess, you know, our family's just not going to have the money that we thought we were going to have. Because, you know, now that he or his wife work a nine to five, they're really entrepreneurs, you know. And so instead of just caving and just being like, well, whatever, you know, it pushed him Um to do something different. And now he's got his own platform. He did the socially distant tour with some other comedians and all that. And what I'm saying is, you know, it, cause I know pivoting and adapting and, and change period. Like, I, oh my gosh, like change is hard. <laughs> I can speak for myself. Change is hard. Um, but there's so much good that can be birthed from adapting and pivoting. There really is. Um, we just have to, you know, like it says, Philippians 4 and 8, we got to think about those things that are good, that are just, that are beautiful. You know what I'm saying? We got to think about, we got to change our, our minds, change the way we're thinking, changing the way that uh, we're perceiving our situation. Um, and so, I, that's, you know, that's my prayer for all of us in, in the upcoming year. And, um, you know, one last thing I'll say is, um, you know, my youngest daughter and I, we watched the movie Soul, Pixar's movie Soul. And I know there's a lot of different opinions on the movie. Some people loved it. Some people hated it. <laughs> I even read an article of someone who totally dissected it and was like, this is why this movie is awful. So I, you know, I get it. I get it. But I think on the surface level, the main message that I felt like they were trying to convey um is that we, I know we're all looking for this spark. I know we're looking for our purpose, uh, the things that we feel like we're meant to do. Um, but don't forget to slow down. Don't forget to smell the roses, to breathe, to enjoy the falling leaves, um, to watch the butterflies, to listen for the hummingbird. And I know these things sound very silly, um, but especially especially um, in my part of the of the woods in this world and, and through my experiences, I can't really say that when all of this COVID stuff really started happening in the States that I was able to slow down. Um, it was really, really tough for me. Um, and I'm off this week. So I, I feel like I am right now in this stillness, in this slowness. And it's wonderful. It's beautiful. And, and that's my challenge for the upcoming year is to um, carry this same sense of stillness um, into the new year. Hence my Bible verse for the upcoming year, be still and know that I'm God. Um, but 
just just don't forget to to enjoy life, to be present. Um, you know, we got this big hustle culture, and um, it's 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 just really really sad. Um, you know, we had Coach Alicia Byers on here um, on the podcast, and she was telling us earlier this year about time management and time blocking and how, you know, it's just been so beneficial for her. Um, and it goes against the whole idea of hustle culture. Like you don't have to fill your day to the brim to be successful, to feel accomplished, to feel as if you um, had a productive and meaningful day. And um, so that would be also be my encouragement, just something I, I picked up on this year. It would be my encouragement for all of us as we go into this new year, to continue the slowdown, to continue to smell the roses. Um, you know, moms, I know it's really tough, especially for us, because we just have so many different hats. And not to say that, you know, if you're listening to this and you don't have kids, that you don't have a lot of hats to wear, because you do. You do. It's just, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I work a nine to five, and I've got these passion projects that I'm trying to do. So I, I can really speak um, to that group of women and say, you know, sometimes it it just kind of feels like, man, there's just not enough hours in a day. Like, I don't know if I can do it all. Um, I just feel like I'm getting nowhere. I know where I want to be. I know where I want to go. Just I, I feel really held back. Like, I can't get my passion stuff done the way I want to because trust me like I mean I do two seasons of a year of this podcast and I try to blog in between so you know you can check out our blogs um, over on the site at keepingitcenter.com but trust me I'm not doing all that I would love to do but that's okay. Um, you know, I've had several women here on the podcast that have reminded us it's okay. Uh, we have Ronika Middleton way back in season one um, reminding us that, you know, she's a mom, she's a wife working a nine to five and things didn't happen the way she originally wanted it to, but God still blessed her and gave her the resources that she needed to start where she was. You know, um, Brandy, um, was on our, our podcast in season four. And she also was letting us know, like, as a mom, hey, you may feel like you can't do X, Y, and Z. But again, start where you are. Start with what you have. Um, and I forget who it was. I saw somebody post a Bible scripture, and I will have to look it up and put it in the show notes because I don't want to misquote the Bible verse. But it was pretty much saying, and I know it was from the Old Testament, and it was God saying to someone, what do you have in your hand? I think that might have been Moses. Like, what do you have in your hand? Like, that's that's all you need. You know, like you have God's given us what we need. It may not feel like it. We may feel like, well, God, I need this camera. I need this light set. I need, you know, Adobe <laughs> products. I need, you know, what I'm saying like the list can go on and on and on. Like, God, I need to know how to do my hair, my makeup. Like, I'm trying to look good as I'm, you know, working for you on the gram. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's always these things that. We feel like we need and we, you know, I'm not saying it wouldn't be helpful, that it wouldn't be beneficial to have these things. But what I'm saying is don't be afraid to start where you are. Start with what you have, because God knows when I first started this podcast, I literally was in my daughter's clothes filled closet. I'm talking like clothes was everywhere. <laughs> Legit, like everywhere, y'all. Um, I did not have and I still don't have one of those fancy microphones. Like I'm recording this by myself right now. My husband my husband normally does my audio. He's my sound guy. But when I'm recording solo episodes like right now, like I'm not using a fancy mic. I'm literally literally using my laptop. Like I hadn't even gotten there yet to get one of those 
cool fancy mics and I will but you know you see what I'm saying like if I had waited and was like well I'm not gonna start this podcast until I have x y and z I wouldn't I wouldn't be here you know what I'm saying I wouldn't be four seasons in and about to start a fifth so don't be afraid start where you are start with what you have there is no shame at all to use what you have okay girl you better use what the lord gave you (laughs) okay so i just you know i i hope that this helps us to put things into perspective um and i'll share one last thing with you i'm feeling really talkative today (laughs) i'll leave you with one one thing and it's it's from a sermon um that was preached at our church this past week uh, by dr oldshine and um, something he he said, and I won't say everything that he said, but something that stuck out to me, one of the things that stuck out to me was, you know, a lot of times we're looking for our calling, our, our purpose in life and, and things of that nature, just like was mentioned in the movie Soul. And, you know, we just have to think, what kind of legacy are we leaving behind? Um, and, and to help us figure that out, you know, and our, our purpose and all that kind of stuff you know, some of the questions he asked us to reflect on, I'll ask you to reflect on the same. And he said, what is, what is your reason for living? You know, what do you love passionately? I mean, passionately, what are you good at? What is the, what does the world need from you? What's your sweet spot? Um, It's so tempting to be a victim of that comparison trap and God knows I have been and to feel like you're spinning your wheels because you're not doing what you're good at. You're not doing what you're passionate about. Um, you're not focusing on what the world needs from you because God's given all of us that sweet spot kind of thing. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, some Bill Gates kind of level thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, we all have something and it. it does play an important big role to God. And so as we're leaving out of 2020 just ask yourself what kind of legacy am i leaving behind in 2020 you know what what did my actions say about me do they say what i thought of myself like what what did it truly what did my actions truly reveal about me when i was under pressure what kind of character was really revealed in me this year and that's a hard question even for myself it's a really hard question because God knows I missed a mark a lot of days, but God knows I also grew, you know? Um, and then I would say, what kind of legacy are you working to create in 2021? And that's something only you can answer, you know? Um, so I pray that um, this year has been one of learning, growing, gratefulness, um, and that the, the upcoming year will, will be one as well. And so um, let's just close out in prayer. God, I just thank you for what you have done in our lives, what you've done in all of us. And I know this has been an, an interesting year to say the least. And we're just so grateful. We just wanna start off by being grateful, grateful that we are here, that um, it means you still have something for us to do. And as we're reflecting on this year and and thinking about and planning for the upcoming year, God, we pray that you will help us to really face who we are under pressure, really face who we are um, at our core. God, help us to to pivot, 
to not be controlled by our emotions. Help us to channel those emotions and those passions, God, into action. Um, you know, whether that's journaling or praying more, reading more, um, you know, starting a march, a side hustle, learning how to meal prep and coupon more and do a better budget, whether it is, you know, any of those things, God, just help us to take action and to not just sit on the sidelines, help us to learn how to slow down, how to be present, God, and to continue to go after that thing that you've placed in our hearts to do, but to trust you, to think about the good, the lovely, the the excellence, God, the just, the pure things of life. Um, and God, help us to be still and to trust you, to rest in you, and to know that even when we don't understand, you do, and that you've got us. You, you always have our best interests at heart, and um, that you've never given us any reason to doubt you. All this we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So I will have the show notes for this over on the site at www.keepingitcenter.com. Um, I would love, love, love as my final request of 2020 that you would follow us um, on Instagram at Keeping It Centered, that you would also check out the show notes. I'll have links to everything that we talked about in the Bible verses. Um, I will also point out those uh, people that I mentioned um, I will point out their podcast episodes so that you can check those out as well. And, um, you know, just have a wonderful year, guys. It's It's been a blessing being able to serve you all in this capacity. Um, I've had some people share some testimonies of how the episodes have helped them. And um, if you've got a testimony, definitely let us know. We would love to be able to share your testimony with others and to further spread the gospel of God, um, to spread hope and encouragement to all of you. Love you all. If you've been driving along, you can find today's show notes over at www.keepingitcentered.com. While you're there, don't forget to sign up for the Centered Notes, our bi-weekly devotional newsletter. And follow us over at Instagram at Keeping It Centered.